Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Burning Question. This is Behind the Steel Curtain Deputy Editor Dave Schofield coming at you to answer this week's question. Um, I hope everyone's been having a great week. It's uh, kind of an interesting part of the season when it comes to Steelers football. The, the combine's over. You're getting into the whole uh, pro day and visitation period leading up to the draft. It's very awkward this year with the Steelers not having a first round draft pick. Um, it just, you know, with a little bit of a different feeling. Still don't regret that one bit because Minka Fitzpatrick is quite the first round draft pick for the Steelers this coming year. But it's just this time of year. And uh, it's really up in the air this year more than ever because of the impending collective bargaining agreement, the proposal that was put forth by by the owners out there to the players. We're, we'll brush on the, up on that a little bit here as we dive into this question because this week's question is dealing with Steelers players getting a new deal and who is going to be the next player on the Steelers to get a new deal. Now, in order to understand this better, this is where we have to talk about this CBA. And I know if for any of you that tuned in on Thursday to the Steelers preview, um, I was on location. I, I just got back late last night from South Carolina. And while I was on location, I kind of had a disagreement with this with one Brian Anthony Davis, and then my connection cut out. So therefore, I kind of had to concede the argument to him because he's saying the Steelers always find a way to, to go out and sign somebody. Um, they make they, they find a way to, to make the money or to, you know, to move around the money in order to use it. The problem is with this year is I don't know that people, some people still don't understand how much this final year of the last collective bargaining agreement handcuffs teams to do business, particularly the way the Steelers like to do business with restructuring contracts to where the majority of it goes into a signing bonus, which then gets spread out over several years. And they're kind of kicking the can down the road. As some people say, we're going to talk about this with salary cap impl implications of this Tuesday on, on Steeler stat geek. So everything really comes down to how the Steelers conduct their business here in the off season to this new collective bargaining agreement. Now I will have an article out tomorrow morning at some point. Um, whenever Jeff decides he wants to run it about the report that several owners are, re is, are really hoping. Remember, this is a report. We'll talk about this a little bit. Several owners are really hoping that the, that the NFLPA votes against the CBA. This is a report. This came from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, who talked to a league source um, about it, that, about, that there's a group of owners that apparently voted no for this deal that they don't want they don't want to be confined to a 17 game season over the next 10 years. They want it to go to 18. Uh I have a feeling that one of those owners, I'm you know, this is just my feeling. This isn't any official report, but I would not be surprised at all if one of those owners is one Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys because he mentioned this in the past about wanting to go to 18 games. So that was just one of those things about about the CBA. Now, some people are wondering, okay, 
is this being leaked by the owners that do want it passed because they want players to realize, hey, if we don't take this, they're going to fight for 18 games. I don't know. It, you could spin this any different way that you kind of want to and why this comes out. Are they trying to convince the players, hey, maybe you should pass this and only deal with 17 games before they try to do 18? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. But uh, to me, as a person who enjoys football and who covers the Pittsburgh Steelers and just loves the game, I really want them to sign this deal, not as much because I think it's a great deal as much as I just want there to be football. And there's going to be football in 2020, but if they don't have a new deal, I'm thinking things are going to get really ugly in 2021 after this season when it comes to looking at the, at, you know, coming back to the table, because I don't think the owners start anywhere close to what this deal is because part of the reason they want it is because they want it now because they want to do their, their redo their TV contracts as soon as possible. And uh, like I've mentioned before, not to, not to go in, into there, but they, with it being an election year, they kind of would like to know, they would kind of like to negotiate things under the current economy rather than not know how, the economy could be in the future if um, based on election results. We'll just leave it at that, okay? Um, and not kind of go into that realm. So that's part of the reason that they want that, and they want it now. So to think that the owners are going to come back next year with the same offer, and that's where they're going to start, and the players are going to negotiate from there and get more, I don't see it happening at all because one of the main things that the owners want is going to be off the table. So... That's why I think the owners were very smart and they really set they, they really set this deal to benefit the majority of the players. It really does benefit the majority of the players where the benefits come in. Um, I know some people have been critical of it because it still doesn't get them back to where they should have been with the last deal. But frankly, that's on the players for signing such a bad deal 10 years ago. This deal, this deal is not as this deal is working towards correcting some of the problems and some of the things that they didn't do right back in 2011. Now, to expect everything to just wave a magic wand and everything that they did wrong to go away and build from where it should have been is asking a bit too much. But I do think that this steps in the right direction. But there, I'm working on trying to read this crazy. CBA. I, I traveled all day yesterday, so I didn't get to work on it anymore. But I know originally I said the owners wanted three main things, 17 games, two extra playoff teams, and the deal done this year. I'm finding more things that are coming along in the owner's favors as I look into it. For example, the owners are one, they, one of the things is uh, harsher penalties and not waiving the fines for players under contract, not reporting to training camp players that are holding out for a new contract when they have a contract. Um, I can understand that the, that that would be a win for the owners. It definitely would. And I can understand why they want it because they feel that you're under contract. You should at least be honoring your contract and just, and not honoring your contract. There should be penalties to not honoring your contract. Um, my thing is that is a big sticking point, but how many players does that affect every year? You know, like two or three every season at most out of, you know, 90 times 32 that are in training camp. 
So that's just one of those things that, yes, it's a win for the owners, but it's really some, some of the, once again, the high profile players really don't like it, but they're going to be the only ones that would ever benefit from it by holding out. Um, this would not affect anything like a Le'Veon Bell situation because he never signed his contract. So there wouldn't have been a penalty there. So that I've gone off a little bit as an intro into the CBA and some of the stuff going on with that, with that news, because this, if the CBA does get accepted, um, players have until 1159 PM this coming Thursday to vote. If it gets accepted, then the 30% rule should be out the window for this year. I mean, I, unless they negotiated something else that, that wouldn't, that, that would come into play there, which means that the Steelers can restructure contracts in a way to where they can have it be an enormous signing bonus. And, and the player gets paid every bit of every, the same amount of money. The player, it's still going to count the same amount on the salary cap. The question is bumping it down the line. And this whole issue comes into play. Um, you know, because some people are like, oh, well, they they were they re, they restructured the contract. That means they took a pay cut. No, they didn't take a pay cut. Rather than get paid a whole bunch of money each week throughout the season, they get it all big and upfront, and then minimal the rest of the season. So that's that. But if we can get rid of this thirty percent rule for this season, and the Steelers can conduct business as, as usual, who gets the deal? So it could be multiple players. So let's kind of break them into categories to look at look at different players. You can look at those players that the Steelers have that are going to be unrestricted free agents. Um, there's several of those that it, it doesn't seem like the Steelers, that they're just parting ways altogether, like Artie Burns. Haven't heard any peep of anything from Sean Davis. Um, there could be, I know Javon Hargrave said he loves Pittsburgh, but he's just... He's too good and demand and is going to demand too much of a salary for the Steelers to invest that much money into that position when they're already paying top dollar for two other players. So there's that. You have BJ Finney. You have Nick Vanette, both unrestricted free agents that the Steelers can still negotiate with up until up until. You know, they could they can negotiate with them after March 18th when the new league year starts, but they can still negotiate they can negotiate with them now because it's their that's their current team. So that's a couple players that are that you want to keep in mind. And of course, Bud Dupree. Because even if the Steelers did decide to use the franchise tag there, that would ultimately be to try to sign him to a long-term deal. So those are some of the unrestricted free agents for the Steelers. Then you can look at the restricted free agents who they will offer, most likely offer tenders to, but will they try to work out another deal rather than play with that tender? That would be a Matt Filer or Mike Hilton or Zach Banner, one of those players that uh, technically they would they could get. Now, if they just sign their tender, I don't consider that a new deal because that's just part of the deal, but they could get a new deal that would be longer term and, and things of that sort. So those are some players to keep in mind. Then you've got to look at the players on the Steelers entering the final year of their contract this year, where it would make sense to sign them to a new deal. And I meant to throw the Jersey on over top this shirt. And I forgot because the main one that I think of is defensive captain, 
all pro and more and more news coming out about how amazing his season was Cameron Hayward, who is coming into the last year of his contract. Now what's crazy with that is right now, Cam Hayward's salary cap number is a little over $13 million. It's about 13, 13 and a quarter million dollars. Um, I think it's 13, two 250. That's according to overthecap.com, which is kind of crazy. If you look at that and then and the amount of money that he's owed this season, which is I think a little over nine million dollars, the rest of that cap number is coming from previous signing bonus. Um, this is a, a situation where if the Steelers can get not have to deal with this 30% rule under the last CBA, he would be the prime candidate for, for a new deal. Because not only does he do the Steelers want to keep him long term, does he deserve a deal? But even if he does get a very good deal, the Steelers should still come in under that salary cap number for next season if they can operate the way they normally do, meaning give him a very large signing bonus for that first year. And then that would then be spread out over the length of the contract, whatever they would do. For example, with Hayward's last contract, it started in 2015. His cap number that first year was less than half of his cap number this year. It was under seven thousand dollars. It was it was six not seven thousand seven million dollars. Sorry, forgot my three zeros. Um, where it was six million four hundred thousand dollars is what the salary cap number was on that contract. Now, don't think that's going to be the number that he would get for this year because honestly, he's earned a pay raise. So he's one of those guys that that would be a prime candidate because not only would a contract extension be good for the Steelers to keep him around longer. It could also be good for the Steelers to where they could at least reduce, might not be a lot, but they could at least reduce that cap number for this year some. So there's that one. Um, other players going into the last year of their contract. Some of these are players that Steeler fans and everyone else already have in mind that they might not even be here this year. Uh, players like Anthony Ciccolo, um, Ramon Foster, Mark Barron. Those are guys that are going into the last year of their deal. Um, another one is Alejandro Villanueva. Now he's getting up there in age. He's getting up there with his play. I could see if he wants to sign a team friendly deal, I could see it happening, but I think it's more than likely he plays out this year and then they see how it goes. Um, and it, that, and that just might be it. Um, some people said, oh, maybe they should just let him go for this year. I don't think the Steelers, if, if Ramon Foster's not going to be around, as some people are projecting, then I don't know that they want to have to go with a whole new left side of their offensive line. That just wouldn't be very wise, in my opinion. So he's one. There's actually another player that's not in the last year of their contract, but they could kind of be, and that is Vance McDonald who actually has a club club option for the last two years of his contract where the Steelers have to exercise the club option on McDonald uh, by the start of the league year. This is a guy that they could say, hey, let's do redo your deal, but I think they would do it for a lower price. That's what they would be interested in with McDonald. Um, that's just my opinion. 
And I mean, it could happen, but I don't know if McDonald would like to do that. So that's, that's one of those deals. So those are the different categories of players that we have that you could see new deals. Now I probably forgot someone. And maybe if I did, uh, when I turned to look at the live chat here, I'm sure someone could, could remind me of that, but otherwise there's a lot of players that are locked in for years beyond this players. Oh, I forgot a category. Almost forgot a whole other category rookies going into the last year of their contract. Now, JJ Watt, JJ Watt, not even, not even the right Watt brother, JJ, TJ, Derek boy, wasn't that commercial. Great. Um, for those of you that have seen the subway commercial, TJ Watts, this is not the year to give him the contract. This is because the Steelers this offseason need to do the fifth year option. The Steelers may even have to do a franchise tag beyond that. In my opinion, TJ Watt's going to be getting his money when Ben Roethlisberger's contract comes off the books. The money, the big amount of money that they're spending on Ben as Ben's getting to the end of his career is going to go to TJ. Now, what happens if Ben wants to play more than the two years left on his contract and he and he has earned it, if you know what I mean, meaning he's playing at such a high level that he wants to keep playing and the Steelers want him here and everything else. If that's the case, that is a fantastic problem to have because that means Ben Roethlisberger is back and better than ever. And if that's the case, I'll take it and we'll figure out the numbers how to do everything later. But uh, for now, I'm just assuming that Ben's on his last contract. So that's the deal with him. But you do have players like James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, going into the last their last season of their rookie deal that the Steelers could look to extend. Um, honestly, if the 30% rule is out with Juju and Connor coming off not very strong years, it maybe it's the year to sign them for, you know, for two more years, kind of cheaper because they didn't have the strongest 2018. But I don't, I don't know that the players um, agents would go along with that, uh, it, it, but it wouldn't be something worth, it, it could be something worth trying. So it's, it's out there, but I don't know that that's such a high probability. So there's some of those of those various different players of who's going to get a deal. So now I'm going to start looking at the live chat and see what you all think. If you've said it before in this point, I have not seen it. From the point my comment comes in here that asks, who do you all think? This is where I'm going to start paying attention to the live chat. So if you've given your answer before and would like me to see it, now is when you want to jump in and, and say it again so we can bring it up. This is also a good point to remind you all, if you have a question or want to make a statement about this question and you want to use the super chat feature, you type it in your comment, you hit the dollar sign, you donate any amount you want to to the show. It goes in the tip jar uh, for various different things. And I guarantee that it will be brought up on the show. So that's one option. The other option is just, if you want to help support the show, make sure you're hitting that like button and giving, giving the good ratings on a uh, podcast form. Okay. Uh, Steeler fan 74 says Connor needs a big injury free year. That's the thing. That's why I'm like, you almost want to offer Connor a little something now because I know part of part of this, the fans would be like, but he's always injured. Why are you paying him? But then what if he has a year where he's not injured and he completely busts out? 
then are the Steelers going to be able to afford him? So you got issues like that. I'm finally going to give my answer. I'm I'm going to I'm going to give you my 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 three most likely contract people, and that would be number one. I'm going to assume that the new CBA gets accepted, and I'm going to say number one is Cam Hayward. It doesn't mean that he's going to be first. Um, but I think it will happen in this offseason if there's a new CBA. I know the question is who's going to be the next one. I, I think him being first would help free up some other things. But they might also have to do something else to get other people for, um, before they're gone. I'm going to go with B.J. Finney. I think that the Steelers are going to – I think he's more in their plans than even like a Ramon Foster. And I know the report of Bud Dupree and the franchise tag, which screws up everything because the Steelers would have to cut like four players in order to be under the salary cap. I'd kind of almost rather look at a player for player issue. Like if the Steelers decide to move on from Ramon Foster, could they take the money saved from the salary cap there and pay BJ Finney with that money? Um, those are those are the kind of things I'd like to see. But then the whole Bud Dupree comes in and, and, and screws it all up. So that's that's a few things. So I'm I'm leaning towards BJ Finney, Cam Hayward, and I just got to throw it out there that I I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers. I'm I'm, I'm not going to say Bud Dupree. I think he could get a contract from the Steelers that's not the franchise tag, but I think it would happen more down the road. I think it would they would franchise him and try to work something out. So I think other things would would come first. So I'm actually going to say for one other one of the most likely is I'm going to say Nick Vanette. That I think the Steelers are going to try to keep Vanette um for for a, a small deal and and see what they can do there. So what do you all think? Who do you think will be the next Steelers player to get a new contract? Is it going to be one of their free agents? Um their unrestricted free agents who they're going to lose? Are they going to make a new deal with the restricted free agent? Um, base, you know, whether it be they go out and get their own deal and the Steelers have the opportunity to match it, or they just come up with a new deal themselves, or um, or or however, what what do you think? So um double double HH says it depends if the if if the offense outperforms this year, then it will be a D player like TJ. If it's the D that outperforms again, then an offensive player like Juju Smith Schuster. Um, he says he knows it's counterintuitive, but that's his thought. But that's thinking about what happens after the season. I mean, we we could get a report. I mean, it could come up on my phone right now that the Steelers signed um one of their players from last year to a new deal. Technically, they've already signed one because they signed Tuzar's skipper to a two-year deal back in January. So he was the first stealer to get a new deal. So who's going to be the next one in the next few weeks? Or is it just going to be all about reduction and no addition? Um, Snowman says he thinks it's going to be BJ Finney. So I know me. Um, I am the king of wishful thinking. That's a big thing with me with Finney is I would really like to see the Steelers keep him. I'm very hopeful that they will, but I don't know that it'll happen. Okay. Okay. Um, here's a here's a question from Thaddeus, which is a separate question, but I'm going to go ahead and do it now so I don't lose it. Do I think Bud Dupree's sack total went up this year because of how good the secondary was or he just started playing to his potential? Yes. 
And I know it drives me nuts when people ask me an either or question and, and I ask someone an either or question and they say, yes, I'm like, yes, to which one um, it's, it's that. And even more factors, you know, he got solid defensive line play. Um, obviously the attention to TJ Watt on the other side. I mean, you could not take a breath with anybody across that, across that Steelers front. And believe it or not, out of, out of the top four defensive linemen, still including Stefan Tuitt for the game, six games he played before he got injured. Tuitt, Hayward, Hargrave, Alualu, TJ Watt. Believe it or not, Bud Dupree is the lowest graded out of all of them. If, if you look at pro football focus, if you trust their grades, because the Steelers defensive line, all four of those linemen, including Alualu, were in the top 11 in the NFL. So that means four out of 11. That means more than one-third of the top defensive linemen in the NFL last season, according to Pro Football Focus, were Pittsburgh Steelers. That is insane. So the question is, did the defensive line perform better because of Bud Dupree? Did Bud Dupree perform better because of the defensive line? Did the, did the defensive line and outside linebackers get more sacks because of a better secondary? Did the secondary improve because because the quarterback had no time because of all the pressure that was coming at him from the outside linebackers and the defensive line. The answer is yes to all because it all worked together and it worked well together. So I don't know which one's cause and effect. All I know is that the overall effect was a much improved defense. So that's kind of my spiel. I hope that was good enough, Thaddeus. So um, let's see what else we got. I'm going to deal with it since he's got too much going on to even contemplate which one it could be. Um, Steeler fan 74 says he'd like to see them lock down Filer. So in other words, you're saying let's not even mess around with the, with the, with the restricted free agent tender. Um, let's get him a new deal. I, I wouldn't mind that at all because he was, he was the highest rated lineman last season. I just don't know if that's the wise thing to do with the salary cap, unless he's really going to take a team friendly deal. But if they if they give him a tender and he goes out and someone else is willing to pay him, the Steelers are either going to have to pay him or let him go for the draft pick. Okay. <laughs> Dale says, uh, considering how well the 2019 season went with all the difficulties, he thinks Kevin Colbert should give himself a raise. Um, he did get another one-year extension, so I don't know if it was for more or less money. They don't disclose those because it doesn't count against the salary cap. It's funny. A lot of people were saying that's great. Some people are still all over Colbert and doesn't think he does a very good job. Um, it's kind of like the article that I put out there about Mason Rudolph. You could look at his season this past year and you could look at the positives and how it could be going forward. You could look at his season this past year. You could look at all the negatives and how there's really no hope for him based on those. And I, and my conclusion was it's probably somewhere in the middle. So that's kind of how it is with a lot of these things. Um, um Sean says he thinks it's Dupree if they get a new deal done. Okay. Um, and he also then turned around and said, um, imagine having a true nose tackle. I don't think they're going to. Uh, this was something we talked about on Stat Geek a couple weeks ago. I don't think the Steelers are going to have a true nose tackle because they play them so infrequently that it just makes sense to take. I think they saw this past year when they had Javon Hargrave and he played so much also at defensive tackle and got more snaps in that it was very effective and how good all the guys across the line were. 
that I think rather than focus on a true nose tackle, they are going to find a, they're going to have a defensive tackle like a Tyson Alualu that can fill in at nose tackle, but also play defensive tackle well or as well and share all those snaps. Um, that's what I think they're going to do, but that doesn't mean that that is definitely what they do. Um, Thaddeus says he'd like to see him sign Mike Kilton long-term. That's definitely a possibility. Um, we'll, we'll see how it goes out and we'll see, um, what they end up tendering him at, which they have to get under that salary cap. Although there isn't, there, there will be an increase to the salary cap whenever, I don't know when that, how exactly how much it'll go up whenever they, they all say it, um, that hopefully it's enough that they could at least do their tenders. Um, um, to do, to do, sorry, things are skipping around on me and I'm getting a little bit behind. So I'm trying to see, uh, where I am here. Um, someone also mentioned, I think, well, no, they didn't put this triggered something in my head is that Bud Dupree was back to having Keith Butler as his position coach, which might've been helpful last year. That was one other factor. Um, here we go. Deal with it says, I um, I just think it's sweet to finally have a great defense. Unfortunately, coincided with a letdown on offense. I actually had an article on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com this afternoon that ran about we how is two, how is the results of 2020 for the Steelers going to affect our overall, how we look back at 2019? Because it, sometimes it takes a couple of years to put it in perspective. And what I mean by that is, I use the example of, let's look at 2017. 2017, what we didn't realize it at the time, and it took a little bit until we did, that 2017 was the last best chance that the Steelers' killer bees had at winning a Super Bowl. They only lost three games. They were the two seed. They should have been the one seed because that was a catch by Jesse James. Um, things like things like that. And then they, then they fell down 21 to nothing before, you know, at at the start of the second quarter of the first playoff game and didn't even want a playoff game. You didn't realize it at the time, but that was the bat. That was probably the best shot and definitely the last shot of them making some noise and getting a championship. We know it now, but we didn't know it then. Um, and, And things of that sort, 2018 was kind of the year. Everything fell apart. You didn't realize it at the time. You know, the whole the whole franchise tag, Le'Veon Bell sit out thing, the whole AB meltdown at the end of the season. You know, what are we going to look back at 2019 at after we see 2020? Is it going to be, oh, that was that, oh, that was the year Ben got hurt before he came back? You know, is it going to be that? Is it going to be that narrative? Or is it going to be, oh, that was the first year after after Ben was done? We don't know. You know, we're hoping that it's the other one because I mean, Peyton Manning had that. Tom Brady had that. They had that year that they missed due to injury, but then they were still able to play. They were both a little bit younger, though, than what Ben Roethlisberger was when they missed that year. Um, Don't quote me exactly how much younger they were. Um, Also, is is 2019, are we going to be able to say two or three years from now, that was the year where our dynasty defense kicked off? That would be a great thing to say about 2019, but we're not going to know that for at least another couple seasons. So um, that just got me thinking about that with with his comment. Um, um, Greg wants to know, would, would Bud's release give us a possible chance to keep Hargrave? 
it's really going to be about the same money. And the thing is, is neither one of them is counting towards the salary cap at all. So it's not like, oh, we let Dupree go. Then we now have the money to sign Hargrave because we don't even have the money to sign Dupree. We're going to have to find that somewhere else in releasing players and whatnot. So that's a little bit difficult. And even when you look at the franchise tag, it's only like $2 million less for Hargrave than Dupree. And like I said, it's really tough to play to pay a third player at the defensive line, that kind of money. So unfortunately, unless he really is interested in taking the hometown discount, I think if not, I hope if Javon Hargrave moves on, I hope he gets a monster deal to give the Steelers a better comp pick. Okay. Um, Double eight says he thinks the D line was good because of Hargrave's um, increased snaps. You can say that, but the D line was good before his snaps went up when Tua got hurt. So that's true. That's part of it. Um, but it was doing pretty good before that anyway. Okay. Deal with it. Yes. Could you imagine our 2018 offense with their 2019 defense? I'd much rather imagine our 2017 offense with their 2019 defense. Um, that would that would just be fantastic. But you that's so hard to get that in today's NFL with the salary cap and free agency and everything. Okay. Um, Suplex wanted to know if if Everyone, probably even in the live chat, some of you might have answered this. Do you see Ike Taylor as a Hall of Famer? The answer is, in my opinion, no. Um, nothing against Ike Taylor. I thought he was a great player. But he honestly, what do you need? Just ask Steven Nelson this past year. What do you need in order to get to get the league to pay attention to you as a defensive back? Interceptions. And Taylor didn't have... The, as many interceptions as he could. He dropped a lot of interceptions. Um, he knows that, that, that sometimes it, it wasn't the, the easiest for him to catch the ball, but he just, I don't think he has the interception numbers. So, okay. Um, here, Dale says, from all the um, from all the BTSC guys have said, it sounds as though the nose tackle position is a dinosaur. It kind of is. I mean, the Steelers are still playing a 3-4, but when a nose tackle is on the field, about 30% of the snaps you want, you need one when you want to play that package, which you call the base defense, but really it's not even the one that you use the most. You need one when you go to play it. The problem is with the high, with the high passing game profile, passing games, and with most teams playing with three receivers on the field at a time, that takes the nose tackle off the field so much. So investing in one is really, really difficult because, I mean, think about it. W would you pay a quarterback um, a quarterback salary for them to only play, to, to have in their contract, well, I'm only going to play one out of every three games? Because in essence, that's kind of how a nose tackle is playing 30% of the snaps each game, um, which is crazy. Um Ace thinks Isaiah Bugs is the next man for nose tackle. He very well could be. We'll have to see how he does in, in year number two. Um, it, it could be him. So um, some of you all are, are answering some of the stuff. I know this was about what I said with probably the 2019 season with the with the missed opportunities. Um, um, let's see. I push hard says the moral of the story is we need to accept that bud needs to go and plan accordingly. I've actually kind of been that way that I have to realize that. Do you want, do you want to keep Dupree at the, at the price of several other players or do you want to be able to do some 
other business. I mean, it's it's to a point where it's it's going to be just be too much that it could just very well be too much for the Steelers to try to keep him. Um, this is a good question because this was something I was going to address. I was trying to remember what my show was going to be. And Jeff gave me an idea because I had an idea this week while I was on vacation. Then I forgot what it was. This actually hits into what the idea was. Do you think the Steelers will make any trades during the draft? Uh, maybe we can dump someone on the Raiders. Uh, I don't see the Raiders ever wanting to, to trade with the Steelers again after the Steelers got two-thirds and a fifth, basically all for, 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 for nothing. I mean, all for nothing. So... Um, I just got a message from Jeff Hartman um, and it's about Cam Hayward. It must be the answer to my question. <laughs> Maybe he's watching. I don't know. Um, but I was going to also ask about, about, Hey, are we expecting these big crazy moves that the Steelers have done like trading up in the draft and, and trading for Minka Fitzpatrick now, since the Steelers have done that within the past calendar, you know, well, not calendar year within the past um, 12 months, I wouldn't count on it. But hey, if they want to surprise me, I'll take it. Okay. Um, um, band is that Bando Bando? I guess so. Says instead of giving a big contract to Bud, why not go after a more proven pass rusher in free agency like Clowney? Clowney's not exactly the same position. I don't know that he's because he's he, he's more of a four three defensive end, which you could say is like a three four outside linebacker. But I, I, he's used to playing with his hand on the ground rather than in a two-point stance like the Steelers have him. I don't know there, but here's the thing with Clowney. He's going to cost way much more than Bud Dupree. So that's that they, they don't have the money to pay Dupree, let alone someone like that. So that's the problem. That's all about money. Um, so... SealerFan74 says, this is the thing. Our options outside linebacker are limited after Bud Dupree. Yes, they are. They really are. But you got to, I mean, that's my biggest reason why I'm like, you got to try to keep Dupree because you don't have an answer beyond him. But I'm just afraid they're giving up so much um, in the process. So let me check here as we keep going. Um. Double HH says, if that's the case, why would any pay? Why would anyone pay Hargrave Dupree level money? The thing is, if the Steelers did not have Cam Hayward and Stephon Tuitt, then you signed Javon Hargrave to play defensive tackle. End of story. I mean, he could he could he's a full time starter at a position that's going to play more snaps with somebody else. The problem is, is because the Steelers are so. I mean, imagine Javon Hargrave next to Aaron Donald. I still think, I mean, Javon Hargrave, he's the number eight. He's the, he's the number eight defensive interior lineman in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. But that puts him third on the Steelers. Okay. Anybody else, he's going to be number two, which means he's going to be, he's going to be playing in that position. And because he's so versatile, he can play nose, but he he's, he's a great defensive tackle. Um, that's just why he's going to be so attractive to everyone else. Um, I don't see him playing the the no. I, I doubt he plays nose tackle wherever else he goes um, if he moves on from Pittsburgh. Um, that's just a feeling that I have. So um, some people are talking about trading, like maybe trading Dupree or Mark Barron. Um, 
and, and things like that. Um, um, Thaddeus says about with Skipper getting a two-year contract, is he Bud's replacement if they can't keep Dupree? I don't know that they think of him as a as a as a Bud's replacement. In in my honest opinion, I think it's up to him and Ola to grab the reins to be Anthony Chicolo's replacement because the Steelers need a third guy to rotate in and to play special teams. And I think it's up to those two guys. They could, they both have a spot on the, they could both have a spot on the roster because except for not this past season, but the one before the Steelers carry four outside linebackers still can't believe they got away with it with just doing three, um, two years ago for the most, for most of the season. But I see both of those guys basically battling it out for Chicolo's spot. And I don't think they keep Chicolo and save the $5 million towards the cap. Um, but that's just my opinion. So if they don't have Bud Dupree, I don't know what the answer is there. Um, but I don't know that, and honestly, I don't think Dupree is going to be the next guy that gets signed because I think you're going to see uh, one of the unrestricted free agents get brought back or even possibly if there's a new CBA reworking a deal of someone um, giving an extension to, well, if it's just a restructure, I'm not going to count that either, but giving a new deal to someone like a Cam Hayward um, that could also maybe free up a little bit of cap space with that. So that's my answer. That's what I'm going with. Um, I hope it got you all thinking about it, about how everything goes. I know some of you don't care about the CBA. I care about it greatly because I really feel like um, this is the closest they're going to be for two years. I honestly think so. Um, if they don't get it done now, I don't. I don't have a lot of confidence that they're going to get going to get it done next off season because the owners are going to be asking for more and the players are going to be asking for more and they're just going to be so much further apart than what they are right now. So um, the fact that some of the owners don't like it, some of the top, some of the high profile owners don't like it, and some of the high profile players don't like it, probably tells me it's pretty good for for the average owner and the average player. Um, but I'm still working on reading through it, but that'll change up a lot of these things. And you could see more Steelers being signed if, if we get this done. So I'm going to dip back in here to hit a couple more things in the live chat before we call it a show. And, uh, and let's just see here. Um, <laughs> I think this is about Ike Taylor, maybe, or no Moncrief. Uh, maybe it was either Moncrief or, or, um, or I, or I Taylor. He said, about signed his iPhone to training camp and glad he didn't drop it. Um, I'm not sure which person they were talking about right there. Um, CLFan74 says, at what point should we be seeing cuts on the roster if they are keeping Dupree? Unless because of the CBA, they extend the, the deadline, which is 4 o'clock Thursday to franchise tag a player. The Steelers don't have to be cap compliant when they issue the franchise tag. They have to be cap compliant at the beginning of the league year, which is which is um, 4, p, 4 p.m. on the 18th of March. So they would have some time in between there to get under the cap. So I'm saying look to see if they use that franchise tag this week, and if they do – then you're going to have to see some cuts happen before the start of the league year. That's that's just the way I kind of see it playing out. Okay, so so that's that's that. Okay, yep. <laughs> he said that 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 answer was about Moncrief. <laughs> I I did see it at first. I thought it was Ike Taylor that about signing the iPhone. Okay, 
And one, this is the last one. Um, Ace says if if Toot stays healthy and keeping Bud Dupree and find a replacement for Baron, this defense will be tougher um, than 2019. Um, some some are saying about replacement for Baron. Different people have different opinions on that. I say Baron might be a cap casualty. Jeff Hartman says Baron sticks around. Um, I don't know. We'll just have to see. Um, I'm not the guy that they're paying to do this. So I'm hoping that the guys that they're paying to do this know a lot more about it than me. All I can do um, is go on. Snowman says he cares about the CBA. I said, I, I care about there being football. I want the players to get as much as they can. But most importantly, I just want there to be football. Um, they say if the CBA gets signed, will they do something with Ben's contract? That's one they could do. But man, oh man, is it going to then be a killer the next season? Because every dollar they do to save this year gets moved to next year because that's all that's left in his contract. And right now they're just about the same totals um, of of how much he counts towards the salary cap. They're both over $30 million. Um, If you cut $10 million off this year, you're adding $10 million to next year. And I don't, I don't know if they want to do that. I would I would move some other contract numbers around with players that are signed for for a longer period. So so that was that. So thank you all for joining in tonight. And uh, the live chat was great. Uh, for those of you listening to this on podcast form, I hope you're enjoying your. Um, it could be Sunday because this this will be out Sunday morning. Um, I'm heading to Pittsburgh tomorrow to catch the Penguins game. Uh, it'll be my son's first game. It was a Christmas present for him. So if anyone's going to be at the game, make sure you uh, you can hit me up on Twitter. Um, but more importantly, just see if you can catch that game. Hopefully they can get back on track after winning a couple games. Um, they had a rough one today against against the Caps, but uh, hopefully they can bounce back tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon uh, against the Hurricanes. So as always, make sure you are liking the videos, subscribing to the Behind the Steel Curtains channel, that BTSC radio. Uh, so that way you get a notification, set up your notifications to know that we're live. That way you can come in and participate. Also, make sure you are checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. That's your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. We still got the content churning out, even on weekends in the offseason, which sometimes it's tough to do. But we've, we've got it coming. We've got it coming. And uh, we've got tomorrow, we should have the Homer and the Hater. I don't know what time Jeff and Lance are going on for that. You should have Monday early evening back to the Steelers. Uh, Steelers Q&A is now what Brian and Tony are running on Monday. Uh, Tuesday, you'll have Stat Geek, And as long as everything goes according to plan, uh, my brother and I will be having on uh, a guest that will be able to talk some about or talk with us some more about the salary cap and how the Steelers can work it, work out things with that, which is going to kind of roll off of these topics we talked about tonight. Then we're... Um, the, the flagship podcast, The Standard is the Standard with Lance and Jeff on Wednesday, back with Steelers preview on Thursday. Lance is, yeah, I said it on Friday. And right back with another burning question, which I, I'm i not sure who has it next week. It It's either Brian or Lance. I'm not sure. But uh, thanks for, for, for joining me here th- this evening. And uh, go Steelers by this time next week. Hopefully we will know how the Steelers are doing business. We will know if the Steelers definitely franchise tag Bud Dupree or not. And we'll start to get some answers to questions that seem like we've just been waiting and waiting for. They have the NFL has even announced the compensatory picks and they usually do that before the end of February. So uh, 
hopefully we'll get some business rolling and we'll get some more questions answered. And thank you very much for, for joining us for the burning question. Make sure that you tune in, tell a friend and subscribe. We'll see you all next time.